0: Hello and welcome to the Zurich Life Podcast. My name is Ian Slattery, and I'm joined by my colleagues David Warren, Chief Investment Officer, and Pat Cunningham, Irish Responsible Investment Champion and Head of Pacific Equities. Today we're going to discuss responsible investment as a strategy and practice and what it means for Zurich Life and our policyholders. The Zurich Life Podcast is available to download through the SoundCloud app and also on Zurich.ie. You can subscribe through both iOS and Android, which will allow you to download and listen offline. This investment podcast does not constitute an offer and should not be taken as a recommendation from Zurich Life. Advice should always be sought from an appropriately qualified professional. As an investment manager, Zurich Life in Ireland is conscious of the need to ensure that we invest policyholder and shareholder funds responsibly. For the Zurich Group, responsible investment is grounded in an economic approach and is all about doing well and doing good. Central to this idea is the integration of environmental, social and governance factors into how investment decisions are made. This approach is echoed by the Zurich life in Ireland. We have recently updated our Responsible Investment Hub on our website, which is available at zurich.ie forward slash responsible investment, where there are a host of resources to answer any further questions. If I turn to you first, David, in recent times, the topic of responsible investment has garnered a lot of attention, both internationally and locally here in Ireland. But let's start with the basics first. What is responsible investment?
1: Thanks, Ian. Um, Like a lot of areas nowadays, this. This topic is full of abbreviations and acronyms, so we'll try and demystify it as much as possible. Um, There are many different approaches within the umbrella of responsible investing. One that might be familiar to to listeners is so-called ethical investing. And this practice has been around for a number of years. It basically involves rules-based exclusions of investments or certain types of stocks or certain types of uh, sectors from your investment universe so alcohol and tobacco armaments, for instance. The the approach that we have taken is based on the United Nations Principles for Responsible Investment, the so-called UNPRI. What we are about is the systematic use of ESG data in how we go about our daily investment processes. So what we've been trying to do for the last number of years is to integrate uh, ESG analysis into our standard business as usual. We we as a group, uh, Zurich has has a large balance sheet, and it's also been able, because of its size, to engage in so-called impact investing. These are themed investment strategies. They focus on investments that allow for the measurement of a particular social or environmental impact. And we are fully supportive of those within Zurich and Ireland. And David, why does Zurich Group want to
0: be a responsible investor?
1: Zurich Group has had a focus on so-called sustainability issues for a number of years, and responsible investing sits within that overall goal. So we believe that our investment strategy, the decisions we make, either for shareholders' funds or for policyholder funds, can have both financial value for us as an investor and can have non-financial value for society, the environment, uh, the world as a whole.
0: And what does doing well and doing good really mean?
1: So doing well, I guess, as an investor, we're always looking to do well. That's to produce uh, you know, sustainable long-term uh, value for our shareholder and for our customers. who are you know, policyholders in, in, a, in our unit link funds. So the o- other aspect of this is so-called doing good. Now, this is a little bit harder. It's a little bit less tangible, I guess, than the, the idea of doing well. Doing good basically means that companies have non-financial impacts on on the broader society. Um, so we're looking to see how companies are positioned relative to those non-financial issues and we're also trying to encourage them via active ownership, which means talking to companies and actively voting on our shares. We're trying to encourage them uh, to think about these issues
0: and to I guess, behave
1: responsibly with regard to those type of factors.
0: We've mentioned the UN principles of responsible investments a couple of times. But why did the group decide to become a signatory to the PRI?
1: Well, consistent with something I said earlier, Zurich, as a as a group, is is focused on sustainability issues. This isn't a recent thing for Zurich. We've been looking at this for for many many years. So we wanted early on to um, you know to attest to that by by signing up to the United Nations Principles for Responsible Investment. So becoming a signatory to that means that you have to do certain things, and. A key element of that is, is the integration of so-called environmental, social and governance factors into how you do your business. And that is attested to and reported on on an annual basis. We've made public commitments and, you know, as a group we want to stick to those um, and be, be able to de- demonstrate an evidence that we are, uh, you know, adhering to these principles. And as we've integrated them into our own business here in in, in Ireland and to the investment team that manages our, our assets, I think we've seen the benefit of that.
0: How does Zurich Group practice responsible investment?
1: The incorporation of environmental, social and governance, so-called ESG factors into how we do our investments um, as business as usual is central to responsible investment. And this is key to how the group practices it. Secondly, there's so-called impact investing, and third, there's this concept of advancing together. And the idea, I guess, is to encourage all investors, such as ourselves, to commit to these type of principles and you know, to extract the financial and non-financial values that we believe can be done by that. So advancing together means something at a group level, and it also means something locally. Um, myself, Pat, others in the team, we're aligned or integrated to initiatives that happen locally, either from our industry body level, um, other investors, or from the government or regulatory level.
0: I might turn to you now, Pat. So, so David's given us an overview of how we practice responsible investment at a group level. and um, You, of course, are the, the local responsible investment champion here in the Irish team. So we start looking about how we apply some of those principles uh, into our day-to-day investment management Firstly, what is ESG integration?
2: Thanks Ian and thanks David. ESG integration is an approach in which information on environmental, social and governance performance is used systematically as an integral part of the process to select securities or assets into our actively managed portfolios here in Zurich life. So ESG integration is an approach that is focused on those ESG factors that are deemed economically material, i.e. those deemed important enough to impact the risk and returns associated with the assets in which we invest. ESG factors ultimately impact the bottom line, so integrating them into the investment process will support us in delivering better risk-adjusted returns f- 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 for our clients in the long, long run, as David uh, mentioned earlier. ESG integration, in other words, helps us to do well.
0: And what does that ESG integration in practice look like? Is there any kind of core requirements that we look at in that area? ESG integration is based on four core requirements. Firstly, there's training. The investment
2: implications of ESG factors can be very complex and t- traditional finance education does not prepare finance professionals to t- t- to identify and evaluate material ESG factors. So it's important that all our people are t- 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 trained in ESG. Secondly, there's information. Uh, we all need to have access to the relevant ESG data on the companies and we need to be able to do analysis on that and research around that for well-informed decision-making. Thirdly, there's the process itself. In the absence of standard tools and methods, ESG needs to be reflected formally in the investment process to ensure ESG factors are reflected in investment decisions and we all have direct uh, access to that ESG information and we've also got ESG scores on on all our companies at our fingertips on, on our Bloomberg Uh, terminals. Lastly then there's active ownership as uh, David also mentioned earlier too. Um, Through the execution of proxy votes and engagement with our investee companies investors can maximise investment value uh, uh, after the investment decision itself while addressing material ESG issues.
0: You mentioned there Pat, um, access to information and integrating uh, the ESG factors into our day to day Investment management uh, framework. But, but where does the group get this ESG data and, and how can portfolio managers access it?
2: Yeah, the, uh, the group sources its ESG data and analysis from a third party provider, MSCI. Uh, they're a specialist in this area and their coverage is far more extensive than we could ever hope to have. So they provide that very detailed information for us all of the portfolio managers and analysts here in Dublin have have access to that ESG data uh, and, uh, and, uh, and the more detailed analysis on MSCI's ESG manager online platform and we can delve into that whenever the need arises.
0: Thanks Pat and David there's lots of different providers in this space um, and there's lots of different approaches to using this data and um, have Zurich got any thoughts on that?
1: So you know, Pat already alluded to the fact that we're using uh, M- MSCI data and like the selection of MSCI as Zurich's uh, preferred provider of ESG data uh, was a process conducted by our uh, specialists at Corporate Centre and in Responsible Investment plus um, individuals like Pat. Uh, we were totally integrated in- into that selection process. Now while MSCI is is one of the primary providers in this area, this is still a relatively new area and dif- there are different providers and they will have different perspectives even on the same companies. Um, so we selected MSCI uh, uh, across a range of criteria. We're very comfortable with what it's doing but we're also cognizant of the fact that this is you know, a relatively new stage development in the investment world. Um, so we bring our healthy dose of analysis, uh, questioning, even scepticism at times to this. But we're cognizant of the need to have this information, of the value of it, but also the fact that it's um, it's in its early stages of development.
0: And David, once we arrive at these scores from, from MSCI and we, we're using them in our decision-making process, and um, there's lots of different ways, as we said, that you can utilise these scores. We don't operate on an exclusionary basis here at the moment. Um, but other people do. Would we have any kind of views on that? Yeah, I mentioned
1: at the start uh, my earlier remarks about ethical investing and that was an exclusionary approach. Uh, Taking wholesale exclusions to uh, different stock and sector types. The approach we have taken to date with ESG integration is really to to leave our our asset universe uh, broadly unchanged. We have some specific exclusions for example, is as associated with the UN Compact, there are a narrow group of um, stocks excluded from that. As a group, Zurich has taken a position uh, with regard to thermal coal companies. Um, there are other approaches with ESG data, which is to say, I will only invest in stocks with certain ESG ratings. That's not an approach we have taken to date. Um, but I, I think... Ultimately, as to the use of ESG data by uh, investors, advisors, and and customers, I think
0: we're open, we have an open mind as to where that may go. And Pat, we've looked at the overall um, process or framework for our ESG integration, but would you be able to give us an example of a company that screens well on this particular metric?
2: Yes, Ian. Zurich Life has had a long-term holding in a Taiwanese technology company which has a particularly high rating over... a a considerable period of time. Um, We we meet and speak with the company regularly and we're consistently impressed with its strategy for sustainable value creation. The company's corporate governance is excellent to begin with but it also has a very strong commitment to being a technological leader through cutting-edge research and development. It also partners well with its customers and its highly qualified and motivated staff and that that has driven its uh, long-term success and exceptional investment returns. Occasionally there are well-funded new entrants to the industry and they might appear to some as a threat, but the company's track record and innovative mindset give us confidence to maintain our holdings and we tend to add to
0: them as opportunities like that arise. Okay, and then if we look maybe at the other end of the scale, um, a company that doesn't perhaps rate as well.
2: Yeah, we uh, didn't invest in what appears to be a a cheap Chinese auto parts company because of our expectations in relation to the transition to to electronic vehicles or so-called EVs uh, from the more traditional fossil fuel-based engine, uh, petrol and diesel. Um, It's not to say that there aren't opportunities in the Chinese car market. I mean, it's a strong market and local production has grown strongly there, particularly over the last decade. However we are very concerned that climate change and pollution uh, uh, will drive increasing promotion and adoption of EVs over traditional uh, petrol and diesel cars and this company we feel is not well positioned for that transition having not disclosed a strategy to date to participate in this emerging trend. So what could happen here is that profit growth will be challenging at best in that backdrop and it's likely that the existing Earnings of the company could well be in jeopardy. So that's one that we've avoided.
0: And David, how important is responsible investment to what Zurich Life does in Ireland?
1: Zurich Life in Ireland is is fully committed to the adoption and the integration of these responsible investment principles into how we manage money monies for our customers. Uh, We've had a responsible investment policy uh, in place for a number of years. And, and we maintain a key focus in this area. Pat as our Responsible Investment Champion and, in fact, the entire team work very closely with our colleagues at Corporate Centre. We have a dedicated Responsible Investment Team and we're fully integrated and aligned with, with all of their activities. Um, representatives from the group, as I mentioned earlier, sit on a number of forums um, around this topic and we do likewise locally. And we've been fully engaged in this uh, topic, as I say, for quite a number of years. And I guess we're, we're, we're committed to broadening the the number of people, be it our customers, our advisors, um, who understand what responsible investment is, what it isn't also, and its importance and its role in, in how we do our business as usual.
0: Zurich Life in Ireland has a well-defined active investment process. But how does responsible investment overall impact on this process?
1: Well, as an active investment manager, we're always trying to refine and enhance our process. And in fact, responsible investment principles fit neatly into uh, the way we approach the world. We've been working away on these principles quietly, I guess, for the last number of years, integrating it into our uh, standard business as usual approach. Um, we think, as we alluded to earlier, can help deliver additional insights we're certainly part of the answer to issues which are being increasingly requested of companies good corporate governance sustainable approaches to their business models and also aligning themselves with the broader goals of society I And mean, if i could just add to that i think it's important to emphasize that asset owners in and of themselves can change the world but we do have a duty and a responsibility to manage our assets in as responsible a a manner as possible. We're certainly part of the answer to issues which are being increasingly requested of companies, good corporate governance, sustainable approaches to their business models and also aligning themselves with the broader goals of society, be it openness and inclusive workforces, transparency in general, are helping to address concerns about the climate or resource utilization, resource depletion. So if there are going to be good solutions to these problems, we need all um, so-called stakeholders involved, um, regulators, governments, non-government organizations, even activists, they all have a role to play in helping to bring forward solutions to some of these issues.
0: And that brings us to the end of our podcast. Thank you, David and Pat, for your inputs. And thank you, our listeners, for your time today. Further information on our responsible investment strategies is available on our website at zurich.ie forward slash responsible investment.
2: Past performance is not a reliable guide to future performance. Benefits may be affected by changes in currency exchange rates. The value of your investment may go down as well as up. If you invest in these funds, you may lose some or all of
0: the money you invest. Zurich Life Assurance PLC is regulated by the Central Bank of Ireland.